0: I will say though, because I was I was reading Fellowship, and then I also just like rented the movie to watch it, and the book is way better, like way better.
1: The Fellowship is one of the best books I've ever read. Easily. It's amazing.
0: Glad to find fellow fans of Tom Bombadil. <laughs> but nothing.
2: Le- but nothing happens for the whole book. <laughs> nothing yeah, it's great.
3: Like, it's like it's like uh, a Robin Hood <laughs> for <laughs> <book>. so
4: long. <laughs> it's perfect i remember reading fellowship and i was like when will they get to brie for the love of god
2: <laughs> <Buckle 23. laughs> my favorite chapter is a shortcut to mushrooms it will always be my favorite chapter <laughs> nothing happens they're I mean, mushrooms
0: they <laughs> physically progress like they get further
2: yeah they walk a little speaking <laughs> of
0: walking <laughs> <laughs>
2: you from inside the walls. This is episode 58, Fool's Fate, chapters 15 through 19. Who wrote 18? Who did that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rachel, Who could a have rereader. Been?
0: <laughs>
2: I'm Melissa,
0: a rereader. <laughs> I'm Jenny and I'm a rereader.
1: I'm Eli and I'm a rereader.
0: I'm Ashley and I'm a new reader.
3: And I'm Joey, a first time audiobook listener.
2: So we have no uh, listener mail or announcements, other than mm-hmm. I would like to say up top that in our next episode we uh, we do have some content warnings uh, in oh. chapter twenty
5: one. I want to. Oh no! I just glitched okay. out a little bit.
0: That. You guys, I will say. The way that we ended chapters 15 through 19, the end of 19 was the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And normally I wait until Sunday night to read, mm. but I was like, oh, feeling a little jazzy about myself. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and start reading. So I read them on like fucking Tuesday after we recorded our last <laughs> episode. And I've had to wait <laughs> all this fucking time. Yeah. And really, all I want to do is stay up all night and finish the next batch of chapters, but then I'm going to be in the same damn boat.
2: So, yeah, it looks like 20 and then 21, we've got content warnings on uh, a little bit of torture. um, And Uh, just just like a a, a spoiler. And just Just a a taste. Yep, just a taste of torture. And then just kind of a general warning for people who have claustrophobia, you know, this whole section. Is going to see the CW, um, and I will remind you on the at the outro yeah. as well. So
0: read so. the next chapters in an open field, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> under the sunlight. Is, if that Nick would it,
0: have appreciated it, the claustrophobia warning pre all of this book,
4: he would <laughs> have wanted the seasickness warning. Vic would have appreciated a lot of
0: warnings for, like, anything that was happening. He needed those little bracelets. a plan,
2: an itinerary, a goal in mind. (laughs)
0: Like, oh, we're getting on a ship? No, we're not. Better foods, (laughs) more cake. Um,
2: alright. We're not going to talk about the Tumblr tags on Jenny's drawing, so let's go straight to chapter 15.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, chapter 15 is Civil. (laughs) The intro to chapter 15 is a story about our favorite white prophet and catalyst. That's right. It's Hoquin and Wildeye. They lived in some place I've never heard of called the Edgelands, where it sounds like it's straight out of Mad Max because there's no water and nothing grows. The white prophet Hoquin predicted that his catalyst was going to fix the famine in the area, and so... He decided the way to do that is to have her look into aqueducting water in or praying to Poseidon or some shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wild Eye ain't about authority, and so she just sneaks off to go eat fruit somewhere. Um, And she goes finds a place where the fruit trees still grow. And Hoquin is a piece of shit, and she comes back and she's got, like, fruit juice all over her mouth. And he beats the shit out of her for not taking her job seriously because he's an asshole. Uh, And you know what happens, though? The girl, like, keeps sneaking off to go chomp her fruit snacks all over town. And, like, Johnny Appleseed, she accidentally plants fruit trees everywhere and thus brings an end to the famine. Suck it, (laughs) Hoquin. So after tucking thick into bed, like, some kind of uh, big skill spiced burrito... Fitz finds himself wandering camp alone. He hears laughter from the fool's tent and gets jealous. <laughs> so he stands outside the tent and clears his throat loudly five or six times before entering. Inside, Lord Golden is showing Swift a little jester beret, which is really cute. And he goes, What do you want? The fool uh, says sharply, and Fitz replies sheepishly, Fellowship. And we know the fool can't say no to that uh Fitz makes polite conversation about the fancy elderly tent, which leads the fool to talking about wizard wood and then dragons and a side note uh there's he's brought <laughs> like a little wizard wood arrow, and that immediately reminded me of that dead dragon in uh the previous trilogy that had a wizard wood arrow in it or dead. Stone dragon? I don't know. You think it's it some egg, kind of actually. dragon with a wizard yeah, wood? <laughs> arrow. Why would he bring an arrow made of wizard wood to this place? I don't know. Anyway, um, so uh, where are we at? Uh, Fitz thinks about the angles of his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fitz makes polite conversation about the elderling tent, which leads the fool to talking about wizard wood. And then dragons, while Fitz thinks about the angles of his face. Hmm. As it turns out, Tentaglia made sure that the fool was outfitted well for his goal. And it's because that his goal is the same as hers, to save Icefire. With this sudden realization, Swift cries out, If you're not with me, then you're my <laughs> enemy!
5: <God. laughs> man
1: I get. I'm here to make sure the dragon survives the fool states flatly. Unless it's in self-defense... Unless the dragon breaks into my house in the middle of the night, says card-carrying NRA member Swift Burt, (laughs) Like me at Christmas, the fool makes nice and says, They should all be friends, and there's no reason to actively oppose each other until there's a reason. Not being completely blind, Swift recognizes that Badgerlock and LG know each other, and he asks if they're friends. Far more than friends, LG says, staring directly at the camera. Fitz says, (laughs) for many years at exactly the same time, and just then, Civil charges into the tent, pointing his finger and yelling, (laughs) (laughs) "Yay!" If things were chaotic enough, at this very moment, Riddle raises the alarm. A man is watching from the edge of camp, and then spookily disappears. It's the black man. Shade yells for everyone to stay away from the area until he can find his magnifying glass, but nobody listens. And soon, there are so many footprints in the area that even Ezio Auditore couldn't tell which prints to follow. <laughs> of course, Civil doesn't forget his quarrel with Lord Golden. As soon as the hubbub is over uh, about the possible intruder, Civil immediately confronts our favorite white prophet. LG states matter-of-factly that he isn't hot for Civil or Seidel. And by the way, if I could win her heart away by simply flirting with her for an hour, then it, what you had wasn't very great. <laughs> Um, but civil isn't convinced at all he says lg shamed sidell such that her family has disowned her and this bit of chaos left over from fool's errand ends in an epic battle of Cups. in this corner weighing in an absolutely trim 87 pounds the fleetest of featherweights lord golden and in this opposite <laughs> corner With the sharpest of widow peaks, (laughs) don't let this cat scratch ya. It's Civil War. Um. He doesn't fight, Scream Fitz. And truly, the fool simply just takes the jab-jab cross that Civil first doles out. But don't count this prophet out. LG uses his tumbling skills to spider all around Civil and pin him to the ground. And what's this? He's like, okay, it's over. And he lets Civil go and turns his back on the kid. But what are you doing, fool? Not worth his time, he appears to say as he brushes his shoulder off. But then Civil, of course, picks up a chair and goes in for the kill. (laughs)
5: Lord
1: Golden simply steps out of the way and Civil is tackled by Fitz. And uh, then Civil spits out, don't you see how gay you are? (laughs) What? (laughs) Civil makes one more lunge at the fool before being pinned again. And the fool ends him with the comment, you were both trapped and used. She did nothing worse than flirt with me. Forgive her. The fight is over. Fitz feels civil's pain surge through him with both the wit and the skill, which I think is very interesting. Back in the fool's tent, Fitz offers to use the skill to heal his friend. The fool is happy that Fitz would offer, but he declines. Still, the impulse to return the fool's face to its original perfection continues to burn in fits. <laughs> but the fool wants to talk about something else. He has realized from Civil's raving that Seidel's shaming was likely due to the fact that one or both of the parents were piebolds. And Civil is no longer an appropriate match because he signed it with uh, the Farseers. So, Civil is unaware of this, and he thinks the shame is due to Seidel having slept with the Fool, which, like, biggest of eye rolls. The Fool thinks that the Queen needs to be warned of the news right away uh, because of more possible pie in the mix. Um, From here, the Fool's musings change over to another interesting topic, the black man. Fool describes him in much the same way as he does Fitz, saying that he is the most important person that they've ever met, a man of consequence. At this point, Fitz realizes something outstanding about the man that he could not sense the wit in him. And he thus determines that he is forged, but the fool isn't so sure. And he says, if anything, it's the opposite. With every breath you take, you change all time. So also did he feel to me. The chapter ends with one final realization. The fool asks Fitz, did you take my honey, honey? And Fitz recounts (laughs) that he Borrowed it uh, And but then uh, He laid it out and someone took it But he uh, Thinks that now that He thinks about it again maybe The black man took it and then the fool gets Really uh, he gets excited about It because he thinks that maybe that means the black Man supports their cause Uh, Which then leads The fool to become morose because he Remembers that this Task is going to kill him uh, to which Fitz replies, "I am the changer. You think you know what's going to happen, but I can change even that."
0: That was awesome. That was great. A lot of shit happened. You killed it, Eli. That was fabulous. Fabulous.
3: Yes. Was this the chapter? Bucking was this the chapter where where he goes? But like, how do I know when to not save you? And then the fool's like, "I don't exactly, know." Yeah. And then he's like, I have to save you every time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't ask me to be not myself. I have to. Well, you only think I switched it. Everyone knows. (laughs) What if you died by a bear and you're supposed to die in an avalanche?
0: (laughs) So the intro to this chapter... Last week I was doing a lot of speculating at the end of our recording and then also via text message because my brain just couldn't map it all out. But then I read the intro to chapter 15 about Hoquin and Wildeye and it made me think that whoever the evil... I, 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 I call it the evil prophet in my brain because like, Fool is the good prophet to me and then the other prophet that he was up against is the evil one. So I'm thinking that like evil prophet resides here on the iceberg, and that the Narcheska is her catalyst, but the evil prophet is using Narcheska for evil things to take out the fool, because obviously evil prophet doesn't like good prophet, so that's where I'm at with all that. The tattoos still have me a little confused, but that's my speculation at this point. hmm interesting.
3: What about raw bread, though? I thought raw bread was the catalyst.
0: I don't know. That's where the thing, That's where things get like a little bit fuzzy as to like who exactly the players are. But we haven't heard from Rob bread in a really long time. Maybe presumably. she is
3: raw bread.
0: He's dead. And then, and then, well, and then you have the the factor of like who is the black man. So TBD. I don't know.
1: I feel really we can't awkward wait till we can talking, talking about the black else. man being a white man, <laughs> and this is a story full of brown people. And
3: it is a the, little a man in black that is not a black man. Yeah. Uh
2: we can call him the man in black. That's also accurate. Uh what
3: um so what is the opposite of a forged person?
2: Uh, a person who's like really, really present. Like
3: this dude is and paying this, attention. This dude is here.
0: <laughs> I mean <laughs> really then wouldn't a, one of the prophets be the opposite of a forged person because they can see more like they can see almost everything versus a forged if a forged
2: one? person is empty what if there's more than one person in, in you Yeah, and then you're the opposite of forged
0: so since they're feeling all of the energy in the black man then the black man would be the opposite of a forged person
2: or he's of some kind of catalyst since he said that he is the same as Fitz
0: Hmm, It's people.
2: Do you guys who reads Wheel of Time? Is it just me? Not I, said yes. so the rabbit.
3: Not I, said it's just I. You.
2: <laughs> it's just me, but maybe one of our listeners does, so I'm gonna say it. It's very much that, that whole section of like this looking at someone and seeing all the portents reminds me a lot of men. So maybe that's gonna be the same kind of magic. Um I like that we figured out where the honey went. One of those dangling threads <laughs> that we were definitely wondering about. Honey.
0: Not at all. But supposed to be funny. I just think of the Mariah Carey song, Honey.
5: Cause it's just <laughs> like honey.
0: So good. So, can we talk about the fool's tent? His fabulous tent? glamping. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he brought all the essentials including a marionette. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, the well, bare essentials. Camp, yeah. It's the bare essentials that he packed extra in his house in case all of his shit got stolen. like, I
2: definitely need this marionette because, you know.
4: <laughs> well, I know I mean, like, What was in his actual luggage? In fairness,
2: could he could have something.
0: carved that marionette. So He could have just like Yeah, found yeah a he hunk could have carved it off of the like, one
1: tree on this shitty island. Yeah. <laughs> he's,
0: instead of burning it for fire, he's like, no, I'm going to craft a marionette.
2: <laughs> yeah, he did wait around for a while, so he definitely you yeah, know maybe he made marionettes while he was waiting.
4: <laughs> Should like we talk her. about how Civil's the worst? Oh, fucking civil. civil. <laughs> I fucking hate Civil. But he's like but
0: anybody he's ignorant with youth. Like he's just he can't think beyond his youthful like had a crush, was in love, and then his his world crumbled and he's just like not looking the best else. part
2: is when he's like oh i'm gonna hit i'm gonna hit the fool in the back of the head and then he bounces off Fitz's his chest it's <laughs> like nah man
0: i am the glad target. that fool had an opportunity to show his strength though because it's really annoying when people are like oh he's so thin and fragile and it's like no he's actually really or they are actually really tough fights like, yeah, like, like, like black like black widow like, Adam, like black too. widow
3: Watch out for that I'm, leg I, thing.
2: No, like General Grievous, Joey. That's funnier. What? <laughs> he,
3: it's like a spider. Spinning with the... No, I don't I don't get it.
1: <laughs> Sickly. I, I will admit that I did imagine the, like, Black Widow move. Oh,
2: yeah. 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 Like, but I'm going to climb you. Yeah, and how can you
3: not?
1: Yeah, you that's like, how sl- just slide around your body 15 times before <laughs> I throw you to the ground.
3: How do underweight fighters fight bigger people? They... Do that
2: they grapple, yeah,
3: they do leg stuff, grappling.
2: Well, I just, I also think that that you know, Fitz was like, I think this is going to be an okay fight because the, it's actually really strong. So, let's see how this goes. And Dutiful's like, Yeah, let's just let them fight because I'm tired of hearing civil complaint. Oh,
4: Fair,
5: That man is gay. M-
2: Remember when Burritch beat up Galen? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is is, the same kind of feeling. (laughs) At least this time we got to watch. Mm -hmm. Instead of hear about it later.
0: I also appreciate the fact that the fool was just like, no, I'm gonna pin you down. I'm not gonna, like, bludgeon you. Yeah, I'm not gonna beat the crap out you. He's like, I'm keeping it classy, kid. and I'm just letting you know that, like, I am I'm not gonna stronger. destroy a kid.
2: I'm not gonna, like, break a kid's face on this.
0: Well, but in these times, I mean, hell. Break a face. They normally don't really care if they're kids or not.
3: <laughs> I mean, then the, then the clans folk would have definitely respected the fool. They'd have been like, all right. He broke he broke a kid's face. I like this guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh what else happened? Um Oh, so yeah, the edge lands. So this is like again, like where the hell are the edgelands? Is that like pre end of the world? Or is it just like so far south we've never heard of it?
1: Well, you you get the uh, impression from a lot of these scrolls that the six duchies are really, really, really fucking far north. Yeah. Because uh, some of them describe uh, Jamalia as north.
4: What? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then you've got, like, these, like, stories about, like, fleets coming from super far away just to get to Jamalia. And they've got... You know, these big sailed ships that they don't even have in the Six Duchies. they The Six Duchies has got like long ships kind of thing. Right,
2: yeah. They're not like they're not going out into the deep ocean. They're just kind of like scuttling around these little islands. Right. The gods runes. That's what the out islanders are. It
3: turns are. out that all of all of this entire continent is just the size of, of Spain.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jamalia is like the deep south.
0: Well, it's like how people can walk across Middle Earth. It's
2: fine. It's not that
0: big. Not everybody knows that, but yeah. Um. Oh, uh, Swift,
2: having his kind of crisis of like.
0: He's so cute. <laughs> He's like, but I stand for the prince. You are my enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: He's 10. You're, You're my bad. enemy! That's and then Pitts is like, go guard the prince, and he's like, you think I, I'm gonna guard the prince well? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Bless him.
2: I'm glad that Swift has people around that you know, like that he hasn't gone like completely feral, but he has people who are willing to like take him up and turn him into something.
4: And not let him bond
2: with Robert
1: Or not, sorry, not, sorry, swift is he like ten, ten, well? ten. He's 10 he's
0: that
3: fucking young
1: yeah he's a he's a li- little big kid yeah
0: yeah
2: but i mean think about oh, when fitz old was enough ten. to
1: swing an axe but like barely hardly, hardly that
2: when fitz fucking was ten, 10 he was like living in a hole under the barn he
1: was he was like living with the dogs underneath the side of the castle where no one right. could find him
2: yeah gross and grubbing for food, like, on the floor when King Shrewd put, gave him his yeah. pin. <laughs>
1: yeah. Jesus Christ. Burritch has Playing improved with the dogs his, under the table. his, like,
4: you know, child care routines
2: slightly. Yeah, I think he's definitely upgraded from the Burritch the school of, of caretaking. <laughs> Even if he is on the side of a glacier. <laughs> Shall we move on to chapter 16? Sure. Sure. We're done talking about the fight. Civil got beaned. He sucks. Okay. So I have chapter 16. It's called Elf Bark. Uh, The intro reminds us of the uses of Elf Bark, a.k.a. Delvin Bark. It's a stimulant that increases energy and wakefulness with a side effect of depression. The intro also tells us that it's a pretty stable herb when cultivated correctly in terms of estimated dosage, but that using it willy-nilly and improperly aged for teas is some dumbass shittery. (laughs) And that little bit of wisdom comes to you from Rachel, the herbalist. So, that evening, <laughs> Fitz hustles to Team Dutiful's tent, sending Swift on a stupid errand to melt snow, and relays the information that he and the Fool had realized about Seidel and her family's obvious involvement with the Piebalds. To do so, they will have to activate the Dutiful, to Shave, to Thick, to Nettle, to the Queen network of skill messages. <laughs> but they can't trust it fully yet, so they'll have to test it first. And honestly, this is Fitz's fault for not bringing Nettle into the fold earlier. Shade spends some time telling Fitz that he might think he's doing things for good reasons, but everything he does is wrong, so he should just do what (laughs) Shade tells him. Waggly face emoji. So Fitz goes back to take care of Thick, who complains of bad dreams that even Nettle couldn't fix. They collapse the fool's designer glamping set and begin another day of trekking through wet, horrible, no good, cancel it, never want to see it again, why do people even enjoy it, I will never understand, fucking snow. (laughs) <laughs> the Fool tells the about elderlings when asked where all his cool shit came from, and reveals that they are intertwined with the existence of dragons. Quote, so if you succeed in bringing back dragons, you will bring back elderlings as well, says Fitz. And the Fool supposes that this is so, but concludes that it doesn't feel like an evil thing. Meanwhile, Piatra, tasked with leading dozens of absolute morons across the glacier safely, <laughs> is, having a du- is having to double back a lot because of chasms and gullies and isthmuses, fjords and the like. Thick is very annoyed at having to trudge and then trudge back the way they came, only to trudge in a new direction. And I feel that thick agreed. I am reminded of an ill-advised little hike I took with Ashley in Italy in a snowstorm up the endless <laughs> steps of Carithungal, but I digress. <laughs> As the trudging goes on endlessly, at length Fitz starts to dwell on negative thoughts centered around Thick. Why does he have to take care of him? He used to be a warrior. This guy is dumb and small and smelly, and he hates him. And when he tries to use empty, nice words to cajole Thick into walking faster, Thick is like, "I fucking know what you're thinking, you asshole!" And blasts him with <laughs> skill so hard Fitz feels like he was hit by a car. The very existence of which he shouldn't know, but that's what I typed. And he puts his rules <laughs> up to protect himself. And what? He doesn't hate Thick. And Thicke, you don't hate Fitz? Then why are we fighting? Oh shit, they, they're getting sorseled. So they make up in a very sweet way that got me choked up. And Thick tells Fitz that he loves him. He says, quote, I always got angry at my mom when she washed my ears. But she knew I loved her. I love you too, Tom. You gave me a whistle. and Pink sugar cake. I'll try not to be mean to you anymore. And this marks oh. the first time that anyone has told Fitz that they love him in like 300 pages. So thick is also immediately declared the. Or, sorry, thick also immediately declares the culprits of the skill fuckery as quote the bad dream people. Fitz and thick trudge their soggy butts to camp, and while they uselessly drape their shit around to freeze, Fitz reports on their findings. Piatra shows up midway offering people courage cake and Fitz oh. smashes that into his gob faster than a grogu <laughs> appetizer. <laughs> Except the brandy soaked cake is absolutely loaded with heavy duty elf bark and one little bite instantly deprives him of his skill and sets him into a manic spiral. I feel like maybe there was kerosene in that too. There had to have he success- been. There's no way. Yeah. He's, Lots of he coffee. successfully stops Thick and the rest of team duty from eating it so he's the only one dampened but dang. Fitz is blitzed and annoying everyone with how much he hates himself and life in general. So he goes to stay in the fool's tent. Ah, just scrolled away from that. Okay. The fool has a lovely little oasis and all the comforts, including a silk robe for Fitz, who definitely better get naked. Did anyone else notice that? So (laughs) he spends his time diss and re-robing, jibbering all the details we may have forgotten about his supplies and why Thicke is there and the explosives that Shade brought with them. Fitz is pacing and pulling at his hair and freaking out the anxiety and his inability to do anything because his skill is gone, and this is exactly what it's like to live with me in month 10 of COVID (laughs) life. He tries to get the fool to reach him with the skill via the old fingerprints, which scandalizes the fool, but it doesn't work. Will Fitz ever have the skill again? Or did this poisoned cake cut him off forever? But that's when the despondency hits. He says, quote, all my life I've done everything wrong, declares Fitz, and the fool looks directly into the camera like it's the office and says it's going to be a long night.
4: I love when Fitz is on drugs. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I like I was getting annoyed even reading uh,
1: about it. I was just yeah. Like, god. Yeah, I did. I was pretty unhappy. <laughs> to actually <look laughs> that? No, thank you. Ah, I just love the
4: fool's reaction to it. He's like, please stop talking. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> just shut up. Stop. stop talking. It's
2: like I'm sorry I can't stop talking I can't
3: uh. So there's somebody's fucking with them with the skill and then somebody offers them cake to kill the skill
2: Well here somebody's fucking with specifically Thick and Fitz because they're not fucking with anyone else because Fitz is like oh is anyone trying to make you guys fight each other and they're like no we're not idiots So it's either because they've recognized that, like, Fitz and Thick are actually, like, strong, or maybe because they were, like, not with the group, but for some reason
0: they were. I assumed it was they because were they were both the strongest in the skill. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Strongest in the skill, the weakest in the body. No.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, it may just be that they're the least disciplined. So who's doing that?
1: The, the least. Able to realize that someone is trying to fuck with them.
0: <laughs> like, wait a second!
1: <coughs> I'm just gonna put my nickel down. He's so
0: cute. He's like,
2: why are we hurting each other? I'm gonna put my nickel down <laughs> oh, and say know, it's Rick. it's
3: definitely Peter.
2: Do no, you think it's Peter? Peter did it, and oh, then because Peter poisoned. Peter him. did it,
3: and then Peter was like, "It's not working anymore. I'm just gonna take your skill away. You ate this shit."
2: So, do you agree that then that the the cake was? Poison. It was, and not just, like, a local delicacy. Oh, that, like, okay. Who's never done well with local delicacy. So here's
3: the thing. <laughs> Th- that cake is definitely something that the Out-Islander um, people would eat because they were being fucked with by Farseers, right? But. Oh, interesting. Yeah, P- Peter knew that also and was like, I'm gonna give it to this guy because that's gonna cut him out now. It was that. This was plan B to, like,
2: it's like courage cake. It's what we used to feed our sailors so that Verity didn't make them crush Pretty themselves much. against the yep. rocks.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Joey, you're so smart.
3: That's my theory. Probably wrong.
2: But instead, he's like, courage cake. It makes us happy. You theory. should eat it. It's the mm-hmm. only thing we have that doesn't have at least, mo- has more than two thimbles full of fish paste in it. Because it still <laughs> has fish paste in Oh, it.
1: Jesus Christ. Don't reheat it. It bits fish it's paste Happy? And Happy! I will take that first. I will be the first one to eat that shit. Never <laughs> and then poor Thick was
3: like reaching out for it, and Spitz just slapped it out of his hand. Like, no! And that it was like the only thing Thick wanted for like three books.
2: Yeah, he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, I, "I, just told you I loved you, you gave me a whistle. Now you're fucking taking my cake away."
0: I love yeah, how that whole thing went down though of him being like, "No!" cat batting it out of his hand <laughs> and shade just rumbling it up. Oh, sorry. It's uh, you know. Oh, oh no, yes, you're no right, big Tom. You never done well with this herb. Good thinking. Sick gets angry. He can't be depressed.
3: It's like the best <laughs> fucking coffee cake that you've ever fucking eaten, too.
0: It's not. It's fish paste and grass. It's still
3: in the glacier. <laughs> the Randy.
0: only reason he was interested in it is because it was soaked in booze. That's the only <laughs> reason. <laughs> uh,
1: they have only ever described elf bark as being bitter. so bitter you want to throw up.
2: <laughs> but also, from the intro, we've learned that Fitz has indeed been using elf bark incorrectly
1: yeah <laughs>
2: the entire time yeah you're supposed to only take like a certain amount of it and then dry it for a certain amount of time and he's like no i just take like a whole branch and stick it in some yeah, tea and, and just i drink it around
4: <laughs> chomp on it, drink it. <laughs> i once i once chewed on some bark once and that didn't go very well yeah, yeah. You can't I mean, teach right. me, me like, to read this is
1: a chunk of bark and i just and, scrape it into my yeah pee. he's like,
3: Didn't he try to eat it? His bark and it like it like like his entire mouth cut his mouth
4: though. (laughs) It's like
2: eating glass.
4: Dumbass.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, so you're supposed to like cultivate it, let it grow, take like a take like some of the older bits, dry them. Instead, he's like, no, no, I I get the green stuff. (laughs) Full post. It was slam it into my
1: arm, noob. New new limbs from old trees.
4: Yes.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: But you gotta think, like, if he does it so incorrectly for all these years, how strong is this one piece of cake that it's knocked him
2: out completely? Well, that's what I mean. I think that's why I feel like it is poisoned on purpose. Because if he's been overdosing, if he's been megadosing his whole life, and it's not even how you're supposed to take it, and... These people gave him so much that it like was in his mouth and worked.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like he took one yeah, that bite. Stuff is fucked.
4: And he was like, "This, there's an aftertaste. Oh no, I am cut off from Oops. the world."
2: <laughs> Sabotage. It. It's like the Black Panther when he has to fight. Let take the herb. I just watched that movie. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, I also like the fact that he, like, waits 12 minutes and then tries to go puke it up. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you, it's
0: like it's in you, dude. Like, this puking it up isn't gonna do shit. And he's
2: like, oh, I couldn't because I was so hungry that my belly was holding on to it. I'm like, mm, try harder.
4: <laughs> I like that, like... Also, this... it's already affecting him.
0: Yeah. I liked that very, like, right. stealth move for him to be like,
4: oh, yeah, I'm just gonna go, like,
0: wander outside and... Barf. (laughs) (laughs) Be cash. Like, I've always wanted to go for a stroll in the frigid, you know, Arctic.
2: (laughs) That won't insult anyone. That you got given a cake. So, yeah, so what was was Peter trying to do? Was he trying to, like, deliver this cake to all the skill users? Yeah, plan B. Don't let the the skill
3: users use their fucking overpowered magic. Because they're up to something. Clearly.
2: The fact that Fitz went and wandered around and then, like, fucked around with the fool instead of being like, okay, if they're attacking the the, the people who can use the skill, wonder if they're hurting anyone that it part of the wit codery. Like, he doesn't even think about them. Like, are they okay? He doesn't even check.
4: He's got other thoughts in his head that he must express immediately.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I think that, so first of all, like, Fitz has never met anybody other than Dutiful that has both the wit and the skill. So it's like, the wit is, in his mind, inherently, like, pretty separate. And I don't think he thinks that the Out Islands knows really much of anything about the wit. But also, there is the fact that... Um, Shit, lost my thought. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing a very good job here. With my point, <laughs> through the magic of editing, it uh, will sound completely coherent. I do this coherent. like seven
4: times a day. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you do a great, sweetie. I do great.
1: Um, yeah, maybe it was that was my only thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, skill only thought. Cool. Somebody skill blasting. Somebody skill blasting yeah there yeah I got a whole dose of delvin bark right there,
2: <laughs> yeah it's called delvin bark for delving del instead of el i don't know uh what else oh uh Vic's been having bad dreams, and I guess that's the uh And he says that the people who are attacking them are the same people who are giving them bad dreams. Mm Mm-hmm. Which... So how long has been thick having those bad dreams,
0: though? When did they start? I don't know. Do we know?
2: Well, they had to have Nettle knock him out when he was on the boat. So, since the start of the
0: trip.
3: So... He's been having these dreams since. I mean, are they are they connected to being seasick?
2: I'm positing that they thought it was because he was seasick, but in reality, maybe he He's was being, being fed. With. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> but you actually know, so it's not positing.
2: Yeah. Do you think I know? Do you think she... Robin Hobb tells me everything? Yes.
3: How many times have you read this book, Rachel?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Only Reading the Witness You're
3: leading the witness.
2: So yesterday Joey's reading, he put he looks at me and he goes, This book is so fucking boring. Like, hey,
3: come on! He's like you're just no, trying to don't. pick
0: a fight. He's like
3: you're outing me.
2: It's <laughs> like nothing happens. He's like I can. He's like I understand if this is everybody's least favorite trilogy. <laughs> he's like this is my favorite book. So now we have to. Fight. Okay, like I can
0: understand <laughs> you saying that about one and two of this trilogy that we're reading, but this book and especially this chunk of chapters. Yo, did you see where we leave off a chapter? Nineteen.
3: To my, I was talking about this trilogy as a whole.
0: Rachel's oh well, the mis- first trilogy was just as boring. If I mean. no, 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 no,
3: no. <laughs> there's so much more that happens in the first trilogy. You think? Yes. I mean, it's not all. It's not all nice, but it happens. There's more that
1: happens.
2: <laughs> Hold on to your butts, kids. <laughs> yeah, so, we have five, there's more butts. Uh,
5: I'm
1: going to do something radical and agree with Joey and mm. say, yeah, yes,
3: yeah, Eli. Uh, <laughs> that
1: first trilogy is fucking it's like spread out and very nice throughout this trilogy it hits you all in like the last few. Yo that is how it's like the last half of this the, book That's is how everything. all of them
0: have been so far though. That's how but they are. not two full no, no. books of very little
1: happening. You didn't you didn't like Ass Quest? Or Royal Royal Assen? <laughs> I like, I like Asin? all the asses. <laughs> <laughs> Royal Assen was great. I loved it. I think there I like was so a much. Well. a
4: I think the wow. thing is, like, Golden Fool is just very much a setup connector book between, like, Fool's Errand and Fool's Fate. And so, like, Royal Assassin had more going on, because, you know, if it's like, died... Well, I guess he kind of almost dies
3: in this, in Golden Fool. It's too, not so that bad. Not totally, he's died yeah, so many times before, but... you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: alright. Yeah, now we're at the point where we don't actually <laughs> was, think he's gonna die. It was a bigger die die deal the, the, the first list. time, but... <laughs>
4: But I think, you know, like you spend the entire time in like the, in Golden Fool just like in the castle walls. And it's a lot of politics and setup. And I, so I think that makes it feel like there's less going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I feel like most of the books, everything does happen at the end, but every book has kind of like a crazy, exciting ending. And Golden Fool is just like, Set up for this book. I mean, I it does know. have Where the killing Laudwine thing,
4: and Fitz almost dying, and then healing him. and he he, Laudwine was, a was like a mini
3: boss from book one, though. He wasn't like any.
4: Wait, it's not, it's not as exciting. I agree.
3: He's like, I already cut off an arm, but I'm back happened. to get you again, buddy. I'm back, <laughs> and then he kills a horse, which is no fun.
2: All right, Joey. If if. If you don't like mini bosses, then take us on to chapter seventeen, please.
3: Why? <laughs> What's the? Min- There's no mini boss.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, okay. Um, chapter seventeen: Ice, fire, or how the Fitz stole Christmas. I, I don't. I don't know why I wanted to write that. It just felt right. I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I think Fitz is just the Grinch um so there uh, the intro is a brutal cautionary and rather Darwinian bard's tale about one out islander great mother from the past named we style and how her daughter yay style (laughs) brought home a suitor who was a bandy of leg which I think is bow legged I don't know and had (laughs) seasonal asthma and therefore was bad at chores (laughs) are you listening Rachel and worst of all, worst of all, <laughs> this, this kid was redheaded. Damn. Um, and like not, and not wanting any of these nerdy errors, the great mother set out to sabotaging their relationship and therefore, and then succeeded. And then yay style driven by fury journey to ask y'all met with Icefire, and begged him to commit vengeance upon her shit fam. Um, which is like terrible, terrible taboo because it's your family. Um she brought some lamb's blood, which we've learned is kind of like currency currency to out islanders, and asked ice fire to make the whole lot of her family fucking barren, so there stuck it to him um drama drama um and for some reason, I remember this intro that she killed she killed her suitor i don't know why I think it just felt more like barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> But after the reread, I was like, oh. (laughs) Okay. Fitz awakes the morning from fever dreams, and it doesn't help that Shade tells him it's all in his mind, but everything happens. And then Fitz is like, everything happens there, you old fool. And then Dutiful expresses disgust at Fitz's drug-induced sulk session, or at least that's what Fitz tells himself and everyone, and then satisfies himself with the notion that it all served as a great example to the youngs, why they should never use drugs. <laughs> <laughs> drugs are it's, bad. They're
0: called the Utes, okay. The
3: Utes. <laughs> oh, that's what we call them now. That's what the youngs call the Utes. Youth, the youth, the Utes. Utes. Perhaps because.
0: Is it really? Yeah. There's a courtroom scene and he says Utes. The and Utes. the judge is like, the one he's like, the Utes. He's like, the what? The (laughs) Utes. The the
3: Utes. Okay. Um, Perhaps because no one else wanted to be around him, Fitz spent the next day uh, traveling alongside Webb and his trash gall circling overhead. Peter apologized (laughs) to Shade that his drug muffin ruined Fitz. So Fitz, Fitz festered with the thought of what terrible luck it was that he was born at all um before going to sleep, and we're all wondering where Night Eyes is to tell him Same. to shut it. Um <laughs> Fitz slept in late, balled up a shirt and shoved it into a pack and looked around to discover that the camp was almost completely deserted except for Webb. Fortunately the drugs seemed to be wearing off, but he's still paranoid that Peter's drug muffin was somehow not an accident after all. And they're all, they're they're at the base of this giant snow capped black stone wall peak thing. And I I I'm a little worried about it being made of black stone, but that's what what it said it was. How it's described, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, sure. What? Okay. <laughs> Webb guesses that Fitz's his skill handicap is based on something Fix said about Fitz being there, but not not present in the skill sense. Um so Webb's Webb's, you know, got that. He's he's kind of cunning, right? He knows. He's already deduced. Um, Fitz concludes that at least his wit is still intact, and Webb informs him that they've arrived at the location. And after some reheated fish cube chowder, which is clearly the worst <laughs> breakfast imaginable, because everyone knows you should never reheat fish in any way, they, <laughs> <laughs> they ventured forth to catch up with the others, And while on the way, Webb compares wit-bonding to marriage yet again, and I wish they would just stop doing that in these books because it's freaking creepy, Um, Webb wants Fitz to embrace his wit-magic in the communal sense and to train with them, and Fitz recites his usual awful justifications for not wishing to do so, which involves something about revealing too much of himself and blah 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 the past sad stuff. And then finally, using the wit, they both sense a great presence in the mountain for only a brief second. Um, it's gotta be ice fire, without a doubt, and now if only Fitz could quote-unquote hook on to whatever the hell it that is, and, uh, which is what Webb asks him to do, and we're all just like, just go to wit school, Fitz, come on, man, um, we're waiting, um, now, caught up with the party, Peter informs them that they have arrived because of some runes that they read nearby that says, here is ice fire, or something. <laughs> <laughs> you have arrived. Have, you have arrived. Here is ice fire, so says the runes. Um, they, uh, and then they are all sort of just kind of futilely kind of chipping away at this giant mass of impenetrable ice. Um, it's pathetic. Um, and this is where um, they are then informed by Peter that this is where Dutiful must fulfill his sworn duty. Um, but where to begin? Uh, they deliberate about it, and we are once again reminded that this party is not resolute in aiding Dutiful after all, which now includes Swift, who is so enchanted with Icefire's wit presence that he cannot fulfill his duty to duty. I guess you could say that Swift is properly hooked onto Ice Fire, um, which is, I, I guess. I don't i don't know what hooking is, nor does Fitz. Dutiful can also... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what he's doing. I, it's confusing. Dutiful can also sense his presence, and Webb warns them to not bond with Ice Fire, because it'll blow their goddamn minds. But here's my question. He's like, you need to hook onto it, but not not too much, though. Because it'll fuck you up. So it's sort of like this: damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't know. It seems it seems fussy. The, the wit seems fussy with dragons. Fitz is jealous because he can't seem to share in the sensation. Because which is weird. Because I mean, I thought that the drug only affected his skill sense, not his. Maybe it's he wants to use this skill to magnify the wit with the people. I don't know. I do. I. I. I can't do wit skill math anymore. I've, I've given up. <laughs> Dutiful admits that he thought he thought of killing the drag The thought of killing the dragon now makes him question whether or not he can do it at all, because now that he's also sort of getting a taste of him. Um, and then he addresses Nancesca by asking her, "What that? What is this? What the hell is this fucking task all about?" And maybe it's because of the way he worded it, but she's just like not offering anything up, like no imp- no intel for anyone. And then Dutiful just like out of the blue reswears his pledge to her uh, again. And and Webb explains that he too wishes to free Icefire and also feels shitty about this pledge. And if that was not enough, a representative of the Out Islanders uh, clansfolk reiterates that Dutiful must fulfill his pledge to Ancheska but only in fair combat, and not to kill off an old, sickly creature. What's the honor in that? Uh, And the fool now seems to have some actual allies to his cause. Uh, And then, uh, awkwardly, after that happens, he sort of looks over to Fitz, who just kind of stands there like an asshole. and, And then, finally, Fitz just sort of wishes the dragon is already dead when they find him, because... Decisions are hard, and that would just sort of help everything. <laughs> this, I think the shittiest thought that Fitz has ever had. I hope this whole dragon creature is dead. Um, Peter makes yet another bold proclamation about what they must do and how the fulfillment of it will not damn any of the other clans, shielding Alania with his arm. And it's kind of an awe scene because it's, you know, protection. And then finally, the unofficial Wit Coterie used their magic like a divining rod to mark important locations on the glacier where the dragon might be and where they must be getting to digging. That's it.
2: I love the part where they're like, you have to challenge Icefire to a duel. (laughs) (laughs) An honorable duel. Ritual combat.
1: Yeah, you must march twenty paces and turn around at the same time. <laughs> or it doesn't count, and
0: then they'll just spray acid oh. on you, and you are dead.
5: I know. <laughs> Is that
3: what dragons do?
2: Yeah. So speaking of that, Ashley, so Joey has not read the ship books, obviously. Ooh, yeah, but we have encountered someone who may have hooked on to a dragon a
0: little too much. Yeah.
3: Oh, 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 oh! Can I, can I, can I give my theory, Rachel? Sure. My theory for this book is that Dutiful is going to wit bond with Ice Fire. Boom! Minds blown. <laughs> <so>. Brains everywhere.
0: <laughs> I disagree. No you don't. If anybody so, was going to become a... One, again, I don't think dragons ever want to be wit bonded to a human because they live for really long and they think humans are bugs. But... The Utes seem to be very susceptible to the dragon, so if anything, it would be Swift. And he would oh. become like... Right, who does Swift remind you of in this situation? Right, he would become I- the Selden for Icefire. Have you been yeah. reading ahead,
3: Ashley? He's yeah.
4: He'll suddenly no, he's start right spouting poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Icefire, you're so cold! There is... F- you're the coldest <laughs> thing!
3: This is not... Listen, Dutiful can wit-, wit bond with a dragon. It's even better than a wolf... It's it's next level.
0: A dragon is not going to wit bond with a human. But
3: maybe it's he just... would, though. Maybe he <laughs> no, would. No, they, they
0: make humans their servants. They don't need, they don't want that. They just make a human their servant, and that's it. Maybe he likes yeah, him. Not, there's nothing maybe he likes, equal about maybe it. Maybe he likes the cut of his no. jib. I mean, what's equal about fucking wit
3: bonding with a goddamn rat?
2: Joey, do you remember Selden from the other, what is no. it? Is it Golden Fool? No. Yeah. Yes. No. The lizard you remember boy. Remember Seldon? The lizard yeah, that, boy. With he's the long neck. Yeah, he's an elderling. Yeah. Who wouldn't shut up about Tintaglia? Yeah.
3: Is he cooked?
2: So he's He's cooked. He's cooked cu- he's he's he or cooked? He encountered, His... Tint- he encountered Tintaglia as a young 10, 11, 6, we don't really know how old he was, <laughs> boy. And was enamored of her in much the same way that Swift appears to be acting. And then he started sprouting poetry and speaking in an elderling. Yeah. So.
1: They have a language? And grew a bunch of scales. And he grew a bunch of scales
4: ah. and waddles.
3: I like my theory. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you can't.
4: You are welcome to do so thank- for a while. Thank
3: you. I will write a whole fanfic
1: book on it. Theories.
4: <laughs> Yay.
1: Please do. Doing it. Doing it. The, uh. The, the key things we uh, we remember about Tentaglia from the previous trilogy is the, the, she doesn't even appear to be bound by her promises to humans. Like, she can barely even remember them. They're so insignificant.
4: And she's very blue. Why does it... Yeah, why do they
1: matter? <laughs> if they're going to be dead in 37 seconds, I don't care. Yeah.
3: All right. Okay, big picture then. Why why do we... Okay, I'm with Shade now. Why do we need dragons? These, these people are assholes.
0: Well, I think somebody wants the dragons. Somebody wants the dragons dead because they don't want elderlings or dragons around, and I think that's why we're on a mission to kill Icefire. And so yeah, Shade probably sees that.
2: Who appears to have been doing a really good job of dying all on his own. Yeah. I just want to put point. That. Yeah, yeah, why are we like, why are they
3: even fucking with it? It's just like leave it alone. It's dying. Just
0: leave him there.
2: Yeah. Just leave it there. <laughs>
0: it's Fine. But maybe Peter since, like, Tentaglia fire. now they're exists, they're afraid that Tentaglia would somehow, like, spooky sense that Ice Fire exists and come and try to rescue him out of the ice or something. So now they actually feel a need only to, if like, Selden went there. have her truly, or have him, like, totally, completely axed.
2: Can you imagine? You know that statement, only if you were the last guy on Earth. Wow. The
0: thing that does the mm-hmm. thing that's weird <laughs> to me is that the fool brought a wizard wood arrow with him, but the yeah, fool is, wants the dragon to, to live, and a oh, wizard wood arrow is the only way to kill a dragon. H- so, how like, do you know that? Because I've read other books. <sighs> <sighs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> My
0: theory,
2: Eli. Would you like to tell Joey about the egg? <laughs> did,
1: did, did it die? <laughs> I egg, know. It, it I know the, the quote. Egg? <laughs> um, so while Joey was talking about Fitz going to wit school, I remembered my other point, And that was that Fitz grew up, uh, despising the wit because of Birch's care. And, uh, I mean, like to him, it's not, it's not nearly as powerful as the skill. Why would someone be, even if someone sabotages their wit cutlery, who cares? Yeah. They're not. Right. It's not as important to him.
2: Yeah, like all they have is a, a trash gull. That's not much of an Yeah.
0: But he had Night Eyes.
2: Well, Night Eyes is obviously better than a bird.
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if you could have, like, every human bonded to every animal and, like, forces unite, like, you know, the last Avengers movie, if, like, everybody, like, charge! Like, maybe you could <laughs> do something, but. Not if a dragon spews Notice acid over No, comes
2: out of a
4: portal you. on sure. your left. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Make it happen. He comes time out time of a skill pillar.
2: We need the time travel. That's how we get him back. Um, yes. So uh, so now we've, we've, yeah, we've found Icefire. We've established where his edges are. And... <laughs> Um, we now have to somehow challenge him to combat.
4: (laughs) First you have to get to him.
2: Yep. And also someone appears to be trying to, uh, ensorcel the, the skill users. Uh, and, uh, Fitz still doesn't have the skill back because he ate the drug muffin.
0: (laughs) Anything else? Um. Oh gosh. I feel like. Beautiful feels. He, he it
2: seems like he is ready to go the distance for Eliana, despite the fact that she is really just not offering him
4: anything. She's a stone Call
3: Bia right now. Like, we need to revisit yeah. this fucking deal. Even her own clansfolk aren't she, behind her.
5: She's,
4: she's like, like, you got two I'm dudes. You. Two dudes are
2: on her.
3: On her, <laughs> that's it. Peter and the other guy. But thing. Dutiful's That's like,
0: it. So she said she would be my first, and so I have to do this. Yeah, it's like literally
1: everyone is saying, this is fucked. And Dutiful's like, I told this hot girl He's I was like, gonna do yes, it. Dutiful. Gotta do I it. I simpler than
3: that. Dutiful's like, I saw her boobies. <laughs>
5: And she's Gotta just do, like, do it. No saw, them do it. saw them boobies. Those were good boobies.
2: I told her. I told them. So meanwhile, meanwhile, they were arguing about. They're like, look, you know, like he's like oh i my clan will take on all of the bad the bad luck from from doing this terrible thing and they're like yeah but like you who's gonna tell ice fire yeah that? that's because totally that's like
0: eat us all. if you got a bunch of friends to help you rob a store and you're like don't worry i'll take the blame like no everybody gets in trouble <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then apparently peter was able to make this grand statement about and it appeased them that it 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 really was going to be on him.
0: I still don't know that that's possible. What else?
1: I don't know, man. That acid breath is pretty wide. I know it doesn't really concern.
0: Like, just hit that guy.
3: How far does that acid <laughs> breath go?
2: Risk is I up in the that, air like who's stupid now it bitch burns I think through fuzetrash god like like now, now you fucking melt yeah it's like it
0: was cloud. it was pretty fucking it, it fucking melts you it is not like a pleasant death it melts all of you slowly into a drippy pool yeah,
3: it's really Crate awesome. dragon it's like the Crate dragon from mandalorian
2: it is like a Crate dragon from mandalorian That's like Joey. some acid Spoilers. shit you yeah, well, I I oh,
3: uh, Ashley, been weeks <laughs> You have had
0: weeks. No, I'm batching it. I so like each month I buy a subscription to a service and then I like binge on what I need to see from that service. Oh man. Actually I'll that just is give you my I'll just, so send this, them to I'll just give you my sign This, this month I purchased you. um I actually got like a television subscription from Hulu. So I've been I've watched like mm. fourteen seasons of below deck in three weeks, you guys. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, deck. Just, I needed that Bravo fix in my soul. But yeah, so then I, I think next up I'm going to do some HBO and then you know, bounce around.
2: Alright, Jenny, take us away. <laughs> so.
0: This chapter brought chapter to you by 18. vegetarians.
2: <laughs> On ice. <laughs>
0: and lettuce.
4: <laughs> On ice. ice. <laughs> <laughs> Ice <laughs> <burn> us, yes. <laughs> um, so yes, chapter 18 is called Ice. It's another very imaginative title. Um, so the intro is an unsigned letter to Ketrafin about some old blood versus piebald stuff. There may or may not have been a massacre. I don't think this person wants us to know, but I'm pretty sure they just went out and murdered a bunch of piebalds. It's fine. It's just the latest cleanse fad. Uh, so... After they figured out how to dig in the where to dig in the last chapter, they dig a big hole in the ice. It's very exciting. Everyone helps. Um, they're still a little bit divided back at camp, though, but the Hetgert is friendly to the Wit Coterie and the Fool now. There's some singing about Dragon's Breath, which sounds gross. Thick is also doing some humming, but not, not to the same tune as everyone else. Surprise, surprise. People are concerned. Shade thinks that the dragon is affecting him, and given what we know, probably... Um, Dutiful plans to skill to nettle that night and scolds Fitz again for not telling anyone the truth about anything ever again. Um, shade is thinking more about controlling the and Fitz. And he sort of suggests that Fitz take the offering to the black man to appease them, but Fitz shoots him down. And then he also asks if Fitz is going to see the fool tonight. And will you sleep there again? <laughs> and I'm just very amused. <laughs> um, But Shade is more concerned about his loyalties than whether or not anyone thinks anything odd about his preference in bedmates. And Shade definitely wants to exploit their closeness and get Fitz to convince the fool all of this. Saving the dragon business is a bad idea, but Fitz actually stands his ground for once. And when Shade questions his vow to the Farseers, Dutiful kindly points out that Fitz is also a Farseer, so he should just be true to himself. And they yet again try and puzzle out Eliania's motives for all of this, but everyone's too tired and same. Just wait a few more chapters, you'll get there in the end. (laughs) Uh, So then we get to the best part, where where Fitz heads off to the fool's awesome tent, and he gives back the borrowed elderling robe, and the fool replies with, But I thought you looked so fetching in it. And Fitz isn't in the mood for jokes, and he isn't in the mood for talk of being a catalyst either. Instead he wants to hear about the fool's tale of how he got to Azizhal, after they left him behind because Fitz is still a lovable moron who doesn't understand his dreams. Uh, So, the fool says again that he flew and Fitz is like, I still don't believe you. Um, So, but before the flying, Lord Golden was stripped of all his possessions and glamour except for the bare essentials for civilized adventuring. And I would just like to say that I only want to go camping with the fool. Um, (laughs) Anyway, he fled his creditors and and headed to the Witness Stones And then with his skill fingers, he was able to get through the pillar to one of the abandoned cities, and Fitz stops his story aghast that he would dare attempt such a dangerous thing, and the fool is like, don't look at me like that, you know I survived, which, duh, Fitz, (laughs) pay attention. Um, eventually he made his way back to the plaza and then to the stone garden where he found Girl on the Dragon and he had skill on his fingers and blood was easy and somehow because Fitz, who has the wit, was still in the dragon as well, he was <laughs> able to wake her and I don't know that that would work, but sure, why not? <laughs> um, it sounded <laughs> sketchy at It felt me, a little cheesy. It was like, okay. Uh, Fitz is like, but I thought you needed all these things. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. We worked it out. Work.
5: Um.
4: <laughs> so they briefly discuss all of the emotions that Fitz put into the dragon that he would not let himself feel. And the fool says, you cut out a part of yourself and went on less than you'd been and sad. Um, Fitz kind of tries to argue this, but the fool's like, no, you would see it if you actually had these emotions. So at some point during his tale, Fitz fell asleep. And when he wakes up, we get this lovely little scene that I drew. So it says, I was <laughs> huddled beneath one of his blankets, fallen over sideways on his bed he slept curled like a kitten, his brow nearly touching mine on the other end of his pallet. His breathing was deep and even, and one long hand was palm up on the blankets between us, as if in offering, or beseeching something of me. Sleepily, I reached over and set my hand in his. He did not seem to wake. Strangely, I felt at peace. I closed my eyes and sank down into a deep and dreamless slumber. Strangely. And this is part oh, you wrote that. <laughs> like, my, my Tumblr tags on this drawing were like, Strangely, Ophits. Like, he's your soulmate. What are you thinking?
0: Gay!
4: Gay! (laughs) It's
0: gay!
3: We're civil. Where's where's the gay police?
0: But more importantly, like, so Jenny just said that, like, it's his soulmate. I don't... I 100% believe in soulmates. I do not believe that you have to have sex with your soulmates. I don't believe that you have to have that kind of sexual relationship. So it's like... But if you
3: can...
0: I mean, I guess that could be good, but... They don't have sex.
2: They just have skill mergings. It's It's
3: more intimate.
0: (laughs) It's like the Coneheads where they just put rings on their head and hold their hands up to each other. (laughs) Yes. What the fuck?
1: (laughs) Let's be honest. Fitz doesn't even like sex. Wait, wait. Alyssa, have you seen that (laughs) scene?
0: No. (laughs) You've never seen Coneheads?
3: Oh, got homework.
0: The Conan, oh, no, so like being comments. like a riff off of an SNL skit, you'd be like, oh, that's not going to be great. It's a it's a funny fucking movie you should watch.
2: Yeah, they're pretty good. But if I had to predict, I would think that's not not really not going
0: to like them. Are there ships in it? There's space <laughs> and aliens. Spaceships?
3: Yeah. Let's see. Ah, oh, man. There is... There is... Coneheads.
2: Do you think that aliens and galaxy quest are funny? Yes.
3: Okay. Okay. okay then
2: you might like cone heads. Huh. You might yeah, like it's,
3: it's kinda like, do you like um do you like mini golf?
0: I love mini golf. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> then we're in. <laughs> My deepest darkest secret. You guys gotta you found you, it. You,
3: you've gotta you've gotta you've gotta watch you've gotta yeah. synchronize this movie.
0: How do you Watch feel it. about yeah. the song Tainted Love Three, two, one. because that's also important. <laughs> 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 Tainted. Joey's cover will be stuck in my head for weeks.
3: <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a while either.
2: They dig up ice fire and it's just a cone head. <laughs> Can we have this movie night? Yeah, <laughs> like we did the Thanksgiving movie. We could do a movie continue night. Continue yeah, I haven't watched it in forever.
3: <laughs> get, get some cone heads.
0: Anyway, so we're reading this book. So, so many. <laughs> we're reading this fucking book. So, we get the,
2: so yes, we get confirmation that the, the fool did indeed fly to Azlaviol on Girl on a Dragon. With it was a nice questionable flight.
0: like suspect means of getting her active but okay
2: but also like a you nice just reminder really wanted that girl on a dragon is still around and has some stuff in there i like
0: that they all the go back to their garden when their missions are done like they always go back to home base <laughs> they don't just like stop where they are
2: <laughs> yeah they, they return to their like yeah. place so you always know where to find them
4: I would like to interrupt this section to say that someone just bought a snip snip sticker. Yeah, snoops. Snip. I wish them well. <laughs> I
5: need a snip snip, sticker. Mm-mm. snip snip.
4: Anyway, yeah. back to Girl Maybe on the that's dragon. what I'll give I everybody can...
0: in my family for Christmas this year. I'm just gonna get them Buck Keep Radio Paraphernalia and they're gonna be like, What's Buck Keep Radio? No, really. And I'm gonna say, I record a podcast, and I go, You do? <laughs> Just <laughs> Ashley, now is your opportunity
3: to dedicate every every podcast to them, and now it's like a huge gift because, like, what episode are we on now? Fifty-eight. Yeah, and 58 how many episodes do we have are dedicated to your family.
0: Downloads, like there you go. That's a gift. That is a gift. <laughs> that's way better than getting a star named after you because that's not even real. Agree, it's not. Real. Nobody owns the stars. You can't name a star after somebody.
3: Is it really fake?
0: It's, I mean, yes?
3: Uh, that's how probably NASA, like, makes all its money now. Um, I would like to point... I guess, yeah, who do you pay? I would like to point out that, um, at least one, at one, one point in this chat in this chapter recap, that, um, Jenny referred to Chade as chad so i do appreciate that
4: i i see I that definitely you definitely highlighted it did you highlight that now <laughs> i
3: did i'm gonna underline it and italicize it and bold it
4: well you know it's better than when it keeps autocorrecting it to chase I yeah I had, a, I had a couple of
5: Chase every fucking
2: time every time chase it's annoying um so, yes, we've got Girl on a Dragon still in play, still exists, still has enough battery. So, you know.
4: Still has all of Fitz's pain. Still has all of, yep. Oh, gosh, Chad. Or did the fool have screen. to give up some
1: of himself <laughs> to get it going?
2: Um, um, yes, and then also... Something else important happened in this chapter, but I can't see it because Chad is taking up my entire screen. Are
3: <laughs> getting bigger? I, only st- I
2: stopped. Something else
3: is happening. I didn't do all that.
4: <laughs> uh, they dug a hole in the ice. Oh, I forgot. I forgot a part. Did I forget a part? No, maybe that's the next chapter. I mean, we'll find out.
2: Oh, the um, no, it's definitely the next. Chapter, the piebald so. thing. So, I like that we are getting. Basically, we're getting kind of the resolution to the piebald problem via. Just
0: the fucking intro. bloody Intros. ass murders that nobody has this like accountable for. <laughs> it's
2: like let's you know what, let's not worry about them because they all murdered each other. They cleaned house. There are no more piebalds. Let's move on to the next mission. Oh my god.
3: Wow, this is like this is like the this is like the narrative ease chapter where it's like I wanted that to happen, and so it was,
2: and so it happened. <laughs> yeah. And we don't feel bad I because mean, they I... ruined Seidel's
4: life, and she was a Pie good girl dead, gone. For some reason. It's still, I know we talked about this like back in the spoiler section in the first book where we were like, why why did she do all of this stuff with the pie balls and that whole plot when that, like, is not really important Mm -hmm. to the, like, story? And you kind of get that here, that it's like, oh, well, all this stuff just happened while you guys were on (laughs) Glacier. Well, it's like, I had this
2: idea where I was going to make these bad-wit people, and then halfway through, I was like, you know what would be way cooler?
4: What I'm about to write. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: she had to like.
4: Well, it's like you have at the end of Golden Fool. You're like, here's this whole like you know wit like meeting thing, and then all you get out of it is Web basically. Which cool, I like Web for the most part, but it's you
3: get Swift.
4: I don't know. It's just like a weird like side. Thing. You get I don't know. Swift. I like
1: I like it when the story spills over into other things that don't necessarily matter. Oh,
2: for sure, because it makes the universe bigger and stuff. But it is a little, yeah. Like, oh, okay, the pie bolts, whatever.
1: <laughs> but Again, I do, I,
2: I do like that that you know somebody is going to teach Fitz how to hook. That's very important. For me. <laughs> is that a <laughs> what what?
1: So how Fitz is that, is gonna how is that different elderly? from when he, like, looks at other people with the wit and is like, oh, that's a presence with I think the wit, he employs empathy
2: at the same
4: time.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think Fitz it's would just have a hard like, time with that.
4: <laughs> I think it's just, like, doing it more. Like, it's just... <laughs> Honing in on one... Like, well, you know how, like, with the skill, you can, like, reach one person rather than just, like, floating around and, like, hearing... When he
1: shoots like, his blows. arrows, it auto-aims a little bit. It auto-aims.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, like, but that's... You can track I thought them. the whole point of wit bonding is that, like... Or I thought that... I thought the whole point of the wit is that you bond with something. I didn't think it was, like... I feel like... I feel like we're using skill magic... I feel like we're trying to use the well, wit Well, as... I mean, the
4: wit also I think we're gives you, like, a wit. connection to the natural world, and humans are part of the natural world, and so you can use it for other things than just bonding with an animal. I think also, because Fitz doesn't have access to the, to the skill
2: right now, the holes in his wit magic are a lot more apparent, because he's always used them, you know, together, and I think he's yeah. bridged a lot of those gaps with the
4: skill, and he's... Right, because he would like single a person out with the skill, and then he would use his wit to like, you know, discover things about them. Right. And now he can't do that.
2: Right, and like, and Webb is like, "Oh, well, actually, you can do all those things with just the wit. You don't need the skill." And Fitz is like, "What? How do I do that?" It's like, "Well, you have to care." <laughs> and it's like, "Why? Well, I, I don't know if I can do that one." <laughs> it's
3: just Fitz just has ADHD. you just can't focus.
2: can focus when it's the fool
0: i was gonna say i think it's more of (laughs) a
3: kind of thing but he's a narcissist he's a narcissist with adhd
2: well that's his like thing is he got like super super high and then was just like i hate myself everything about my Mm -hmm. life is bullshit and everyone's like we're not here to like do therapy. for. We don't need to we're litigate
3: to... book one through three. Fuck off. <laughs> and they like left We're trying him. to
2: figure out we have other problems, sir. Please take yourself somewhere else.
3: That's gotta be embarrassing. <laughs> he's like an adult and he's like, I should have died.
2: He's like, every... he's like, Prince Dutiful, I am the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> Look in <laughs> me in the eyes. Tell me how much you hate me. It's like it's I, dutiful.
3: Can't. <laughs> I wish I was dead.
2: <laughs> it's just
4: like, At least he didn't spill out the secret of his Roll like mile. true parentage. I mean, not to
2: discount that, you know, Fitz has gone through pain and like he obviously has a lot of shit that he's not dealing with and, and especially the loss of night eyes has like unequipped him with many of his coping mechanisms, but like, yeah, embarrassing for him. And the
4: rest of it he's stuck in a stone dragon. Right, and it's just, it's just, he, it's
2: very apparent that he is not a grown-up.
3: <laughs> it's like the, it's like the, it's like the worst, it's like, it's like Darth Vader, but it's like the the opposite. It's like, it's like dutiful. Instead of putting armor on. I, 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 I want to kill myself, and I'm your father.
2: No, I mean, I don't think, I don't think he was like revealing secrets, I think he was just, he was being a sad drunk, <laughs> that's all. It was. It was embarrassing for him because his whole his whole persona is, like, tough guy. With the, like, with the death looks, you know? And, like,
4: actually, he's a big crybaby.
3: I'm a badass.
4: <laughs> if only he'd just started drunkenly spouting off poetry about the fool's, like, you know, So golden looks and everything the, most the way golden, he does in his head. Highest
2: cheekbones, longest view, most beautiful hair, flaxen just,
4: His internal monologue just comes out and he's just like...
2: Look at the fool.
4: He's like, he's like, I've got
2: bombs in my bag, but I'm really glad that Thick has my bag because Thick needs my bag. Because Thick's going to need my bag because there's bombs in my bag. Did I tell you how pretty you are? Oh, your hair's so long and pretty and beautiful. And what kind of moisturizer do you use?
4: Like, oh, Turn him off. Yeah, it's
3: like, a, it's like Coke. He's, like, he's all coked up.
4: Turn him off. And then the fool is like, please set some boundaries on your love for me. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have that. <laughs>
1: take it back good
2: uh, all right ashley take us to the best chapter in the section
0: oh i shall chapter 19 below the ice aka all i do is dig the intro is a quick little snippet from Fedrin's history of the red ship wars reminding us that the Out islanders have always been raiders but it wasn't until rob Red and his red ships that the raids turned from a standard pillaging of goods to horrible disgusting murders destruction and complete devastation so the gang wakes up to an important lesson cover your holes they waste a ton of time and effort getting snow out of yesterday's progress but eventually they get to continue the wonderful world of Picking away at ice. And for reference, this would be truly my hell. Cold and wet all day long. <laughs> wet clothes that never really dry out. And then you have to put them back on. And it's just over and over oh. and over. So um, they keep on digging and chipping away. And then they get to progress to having a ramp. Which is like very fancy and some next level like futuristic shit. So now they have a ramp. And they're getting all their shit out of the hole. And over time, you know, it started as just like the buck heat people doing the work. But everyone is either feeling a little guilty about staring at these men work so hard or maybe they're just excited about the prospect <laughs> of freeing a dragon and so it becomes a group effort and everyone is in it to win it we got nanny we got the witties we got the Heckard, and everyone with the exception of shade who pulls the old man card but doesn't even really like say it out loud he's just like no i'm not doing it and he's he's supervising <laughs> um which i'm like what the fuck do you have to supervise digging a hole but okay Um, so personally at this point, I like to think that it's like going really good and they have like, it's like they're in the club and it's like a really cool ice club and they're all having really fun. And then I just got this song stuck in my head and it's all I do is dig, 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 no matter what. Got dragon on my mind. I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the ice pit, everybody's picks go up. And they say there, and they say yeah, and they say that up, down, up, down, up, down. So that's like their little like whistle while they work song that they're picking away at. And I feel like it's probably super effective and they're having an awesome time. So on day five of the dig, Shade sends Riddle and has to go back to the beach to get more supplies. And that's kind of the last we hear of those guys. Bye. And while all this is going on, everyone is kind of... On off feeling the dragon's vibes through the ice and thick has gone like full Rain Man at this point. He's hella silent, but he seems to be concentrating very hard at something, and Fitz can't quite put his finger on it. But that's probably because he's still a skillless bastard. And so also Doodles manages to get Nettle's attention after a couple of attempts, and uh, attempts, couple attempts. She tries to check on Thick, but he's writing his master opus and he can't be bothered. And so. She also refuses to take any messages to Ketty until she has like a natural private moment with her because apparently she doesn't want to sound like a clown in front of all the ladies of the court. And it's because she's had a little bit of a rough go and doesn't wish to embarrass herself further. So she's like, look, I'll give you I'll give Ketty the crazy dream messages when I feel like it's a good time. So it doesn't exactly work out the way they wanted it to. Um, but there's more days of digging that happen, and then Riddle and Hess don't return, and the Fool's uh, sensing the black man, and things are just kind of seeming a little bit bleak. And on the bright side, Fitz has actually been um, having his instructions f- with Webb, and so like, yay at being proactive, a 100 years too late. And he's learning how to be more perceptive to other animals' needs, which is really like a new thing for him. He's never really done that before, which, okay, let's see how it goes. Um, He tried it out on Shade, who just thought that he had a steering problem, and he was <laughs> able to at least see like a trail of lonely years kind of behind drifting off of shade, which is a little bit sad uh Shade decides that clearly Riddle and Hest aren't ever coming back, and so Fitz thick and the fool need to go back to the beach to do the mission. And Fitz is like, why the fool? Why you want us dragon lovers to be gone? And Shade is like, because I knew you wouldn't go without him because you have a codependency issue that I'm not willing to really break up right now. And Fitz is like, uh, oh, yeah, okay, you're right. And so Fitz explains the new mission to the fool and admits that he'd really rather be doing anything besides digging at this point. So they have like a little cute back and forth moment. And the fool's like, damn, you're so good at reading my mind and it's so cute and I love you, boo. And then they're off at first light. And so Thick is going with them, and he's totally okay with it because he can just keep up with his little mind project. And Fitz is secretly hoping that the Jedi mind tricks will stop as he gets away from ice fire. And so off they go, and they're trawling along down the gra- glacier, and Fitz is pulling the sled, and the fool is doing the ice poking. And there's no sign of anyone as they go, but Risk the trash bird is up flying overhead to keep an eye on them. <laughs> and as they set up camp for the first night, Fitz asks thick to relay a good night to doodles and shade and thick is like do it yourself you loser oh wait you can't and it's like the shade that thick throws out (laughs) is fucking awesome and i love it um but then let's see fitz using his newly honed wit perception i can only imagine notices that thick isn't coughing anymore and thick is like oh yeah he told me mend yourself don't be annoying and so i did it and then it's just a bunch of those big googly staring eye emojis on Fitz's face because he's like, who is he? And Thick says, his name is a story too long to tell. I'm sleepy. Stop talking to me. And that's like exact quote from the book. Again, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the night Fitz thinks that he hears someone patting around outside and then he leaves the tent. And I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't never seen a horror movie because you don't leave the tent in the middle of the night you get murdered. He didn't, though. Lucky him. He didn't get axed. And um, in the morning, he's able to see that there were some footprints around the tent and then a a spot where somebody was sleeping close by, which is, like, even creepier (laughs) that they needed to sleep close to them. So they start on their merry way again. And Thicke is telling Fitz that Nettle was worried about him because he was gone and she's so happy that he's not dead. And she has a new girlfriend, which I'm like, in real life or in Skill World? Because it would be pretty upsetting if she has a new friend in Skill World. And Fitz doesn't seem to be concerned at all. So, alright. More on that later, I imagine. Um, they're interrupted by the fool's poking stick sinking deep into a thin crust. And they discover that they can't continue forward along the markers. Because there's a hidden crevasse and it's blocking their way. And they suspect sabotage. And that the path markers have been deliberately moved to trick them into falling. And they decide that they're just going to move back to the sled very slowly backwards. And as they turn to go, bam, they both plunge into the crust and they're yelling at each other. like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're dying. And then they kind of look at each other and they're like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) just kidding. We're not dying. We're only up to our knees in snow. And then it's like, thank goodness. And then Fitz is like, did you think we were going to die? Yeah, me too. Did you pee yourself a little? Yeah, me too. But we're fine. It's cool. Give me your hands. Let's (laughs) go back to the sled. And then they all both fall through the ice. And then they're sliding down. And they're suffocating in the ice. And it's kind of like this slow ride down into the crevasse. And it's, you know, it's happening. And then they finally land at the bottom. And people are missing shoes. And they don't have weapons. But they still manage to clutch onto each other. Because they love each other. And, um, (laughs) the fool ends up having his backpack still, and he has this really cool glowy light that they use to try to figure out the space that they're in. So they'll know if they're going to die quickly or if they're going to die slowly. And they meander around and eventually they see this glowing blue ice light and they're like, yes, let's follow the light. And so they follow it on and on and they're not knowing where it's going to take them. And then they realize this isn't just a random course. This is a path that has been used before. And they eventually sent human excrement, which, mm, yummy, that's just what I want to find when I think I'm going to die. And then <laughs> they find some steps carved into the path, and they're like, okay. Oh, all right. And then all of a sudden, there's a chamber that reveals, like, a waste pit, and there's some dead bodies, and there's, like, a foot sticking up, and then there's a rib poking out. And they decide, like, okay, we have to continue because this is the only path. Like, what else are we going to do? And then Fitz asks the fool if he's still cold because he's shivering, and the <laughs> fool is like... No, I'm fucking terrified. Like, why aren't you more scared about this scenario? Um, so they eventually find the source of the light as they go down this path, and it turns out to be this pale globe anchored to the wall. And Fitz is like, "I want to touch the globe," and <laughs> the fool stops him. And Fitz says, "What is it?" And the fool says, "I don't, um, I don't know, but I know it's hers. Don't touch it, Fitz. Come on, we have to hurry." And we did, for a time, until we came to the first dungeon. And that's where it leaves off. Oh my god. Stuff Dun- is happening! It's
2: happening! It's happening! Poor Thick is on a, on a sled by himself.
0: Oh my gosh! So yeah, I had this in here, but I was going fast and I didn't say it. But like, just the like the movie scene of like camera on thick as <laughs> and, like you're fits in the fool and you're dropping down and you just see fit or the thick like shoving his face with snackies and then they are just like slowly <laughs> or quickly going down and he's like, what? Poor bastard, <laughs> just up there all alone and he just ate all the snacks.
2: And, and- and when Fitz is like, "Oh, thick, thick, come here, thick," and then Poole's like, "Shut the fuck up!" He's gonna fall in too. Is that what you want?
0: Whatever. I don't think there's a chance really in hell have to drag that him if Fitz, if he too. heard Fitz yelling his name, Thick is not getting off of that sled and trying to help him. He's terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Avalanche.
2: And obviously Fitz doesn't have the skills he can't communicate so it is they are on their own they're going rogue they're down ice and you know like
0: Fitz doesn't have one of his boots so he's just walking around forever with like an uncovered (laughs) foot and one in a boot and I'm like you're gonna lose your foot for sure
2: (laughs) he only has the one foot the one boot on and no sword no belt um,
0: and he gives the. But the fool somehow
4: still has his magic back in his hat. Well,
0: but if you remember, the, he only had like one one strap was on. So, you know, it was like a little, it was like <laughs> almost threatened. It's true.
2: His jaunty hat, he has maintained his jaunty <laughs> hat.
0: And then very <laughs> cutely, Fitz gives the fool his cape to keep him warm.
1: This is wearing almost no clothes yeah. at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, Fitz doesn't feel the cold, and, Fitz and the fool is really, really cold, and then, like, meanwhile, the person that, like, circled their camp and slept in the snow outside their tent obviously doesn't feel the cold. I mean, we don't <laughs> know what
0: hoodoo, voodoo magical clothing he has on. That's true. He could have one of those fancy new USB chargeable electric jackets that keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So they've clearly found a doorway to the midden heap, which is just fantastic it's
1: it's the bat it's the toilet room. <laughs> this is quite the chapter to end on.
2: I'm telling you. And he's like, whoever's in charge of taking these buckets of
0: filth to the to the group like, is bad at it because they spill it everywhere. They're not being, they're not very tidy. It's like, um, they're living in ice. I don't think they really care at this point.
4: <laughs> also Fitz, you are not one to talk to right? <laughs> It's just a clone of Fitz.
0: That's who lives there. <laughs> Disgusting man. So what do we think about Nettle and her new friend? I yeah, think I noticed that suspect
2: it is just kind of like a one-liner where it's like oh she's happier now because she has a friend
0: yeah and I don't think it's it's either the only friend so it's either somebody doing bad shit and they're like befriending her in her skill dreams or maybe mm-hmm. she's befriended Rosemary
2: <laughs> I'm sure
0: Fitz will, will approve mm-hmm. <laughs> those are my guesses
2: See,
1: like...
2: yeah so that's a problem just a lot of things that Fitz cannot control right now including gravity gravity's <laughs> hard and
1: and insulation and
2: insulation <laughs> so do we what do you think happened to do you think that uh, Riddle and Hest also fell in this hole for sure a hundred I think that was their
0: foot yeah. their foot in ribcage <laughs> horrible it's not looking great. Not looking good at all.
3: Who's blowing shit up?
0: What do you mean who's blowing shit up?
3: Who's blowing shit up? There's an explosion.
2: No, no, they fell in a hole. I thought there was explosions. No, no. They fell
0: in no. A no.
2: Hole. Were you reading at 1.8 again?
0: <laughs> no. They fell in a crevasse.
1: Like being swallowed by an ice demon.
0: Yeah, and then the Honestly, snow. Honestly, of... at
2: that moment, that's when Thick was like, "See, this is why you've got to do the tap tap show." Yeah, I know. Tap, the, tap
0: he's like, oh. he's probably disgusted <laughs> by them. He's just like, you know, yeah.
1: I they fell like, out of the hole. He was like, jumps. "Yep, told you so."
4: I did add that in my drawing where they're tiny in the background. There's like several holes in front of them he just keeps, like, poking at the ground. <laughs> what's up they could survived for a long time mm-hmm. that's it i'm kind of like cool with fits in the fool i mean even though it's terrible right now but i like them being on their own together
0: it is nice for them well, yeah, to have like their own good adventure but let's see how they handle it as we shall see but the fool is so uh, cool.
2: i know I know um I'm going to move into every episode prompts but I know Ashley has read a chapter ahead. I
0: <gasps> way to loud me out. I was going to keep a secret. <gasps> i did so Honestly, I, couldn't I, would be if you I couldn't handle it oh, i couldn't handle it i'm surprised it you stopped at one well i'm gonna say like yeah so i basically i read one more chapter and then i was left in the exact same place <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> god damn it, it chapter 20 leaves I was off like it's with worse. a cliffhanger and i'm just like well and 20. so that's why i drew the line i'm like no like i can't be getting into this right now so i just like we're well stopping. you can read
4: it immediately after
0: we finish recording yeah I'm not known for having self-control, so that's... But then you have to wait a
2: whole week That's again. true. I Are you going to do it? It is what it is. You read a
4: chapter a day.
0: If I start reading it ahead, yeah, I'm just so going to lie to you guys and act like I didn't. And then I'll see like my <laughs> <a> genius. <laughs> She's finished the book.
2: All right. So friends in high places, character introductions, and exit. So it uh, looks like we've met Icefire. Sort, sort of. <laughs> we've arrived. We have arrived at Icefire. Again. There's a plaque. It's a national a park <laughs> in the Out Islands. It's called Ice Fire Park. It is a, a darker smudge of ice. Yeah,
5: maybe. Nice.
2: Well, they're ruining it. They're digging a hole so it's not nice anymore. But it was nice. Uh,
4: yeah. Character exits. Um,
0: riddle and what's his face? Pest. Sorry, Barbs. Yeah, it's not not so great.
2: Um I guess I guess we have the reintroduction of 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 her of the pale woman
0: the lady the woman her the lady the lady I think the lady and the woman are the same entity. The lady <laughs> Uh
2: yeah. oh, oh that's okay. Sure. Uh, blonde woman Skills acquired, Fitz and company learn and grow. What new skills were shown in this section?
0: Hooking.
4: Hooking?
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. The Fool drop, learned how to drop, manage drop. Fitz's drug-induced rambling. The Fool also showed how great of a packer he is, which is always a
2: useful.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, and, a a and a fighter.
0: And a
2: fighter. And a fighter, you're right. And they all got really
4: good did. at
0: digging in ice.
4: And we heard about th- that the uh, that the fool can use skill stones with his magic skill fingers and uh, can, can wake a grow. stone dragon on his own
2: somehow. Or at least that particular
4: stone dragon Yes,
2: It, it was unclear to me. I guess it, it was necessary that it be that particular yes, stone I, dragon I I believe so.
0: I wonder what is the there... what the Girl on Dragons like taxi service is like. Like do you only get a one way ride? Is there a limit on how far you get if to the If this taken? was a video game
2: This this is what happens. If this was a video game, you can probably take skill stones to, like, different areas of the map. But that's not quite accurate. Like, if you have enough skill points, you could probably just summon these stone dragons, and they can take you exactly where you want to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Da-da-da-da! Animal assists. Well, Risk was looking at things.
0: Was it in this section, or the last weeks where they're like look out for these people and the bird's like i can't tell the difference between a bunch of fucking humans it's it's this section it's this section because it's like
1: that's hilarious it's like what
0: the fuck do you want from me and then that that's when i saw the true limitations of wit bonding with a dumb bird Because Night Eyes would have (laughs) given you every fucking detail about the humans. Like, you know, what color hair did they have and scars and all sorts of stuff. And the bird's like, I don't know. I mean, sort of,
1: but he was also, he also had the same kind of limitations. He didn't, like, particularly care. I think he he could
0: smell the difference in people for sure.
5: Well, yeah, it's like like he knew
1: everything about them in terms of how you could, like, sneak in and kill them, (laughs) but not, like,. Yeah, I Not remember anything when, that when, would relate to what they were interested if they were, like, spying on them. I feel like right, there, were, there were points
4: in time said. where Night Eyes would be like, I noticed this just for you because I know that, like, it's important to you, but I don't actually care about this thing. Right. Yeah. Well, but Risk can't seem to be bothered. In prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not as intertwined with Webb as Night Eyes was fit. Through, right,
2: guess. not as codependent, not as not as motivated to do what Webb is asking. I'm just saying I do yeah, think the goal is we, down. We've
1: talked about this before. They seem pretty independent.
2: Yeah.
0: Which is like what's the um,
2: okay. I mean we're
1: not in their head, but obviously, but they, they do seem like quite less connected than Fitz and Night Eyes were. That's a bummer.
4: Everyone is less connected than Fitz and Night Eyes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, everyone. Was as, the fool as there, the... and how fabulous
0: were they being? They were being. I mean, the fight was Cole. pretty fabulous. The way he handled that. Yeah, the they fight
1: was pretty. That, yeah.
0: Uh the fool had robes like guest robes, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh, teapots, um, entertainment for the children. Like that was yes, a well supply. <laughs>
4: yeah, just the uh, host. He just only the had one cup, though. He had to use the bowl.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All
4: right, they only had the one. But that he was packed romance
0: He planned that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Fitz misery, the bastard has a moment. row tantrums, extremely bad decision. Oh boy, did he! Wow. <laughs> now, he, in his defense, the last time he had that mu- that much drugs hit his system, he went around murdering people, and he didn't do that this time. Yeah,
4: he just got depressed. Well, because he, he just he was on Kara's seat that time, so he was just in. He was just manic. Now he had like the manic and the depressive episode,
2: yeah, so it tamed right him before he could murder everyone. They just he wanted just got to murder instead. Um, that and I think also, uh, he came very close to revealing that he was witted.
0: Did that happen?
2: No, I guess that didn't happen.
0: He kind, there was a point where he said something that I don't remember I just feel what like it in was, that conversation... but he kind of gave himself up a little bit.
2: Or I guess, I guess, I'm sorry, I think he, it was the conversation with Peter where he kind of revealed himself as skilled and then he oh, had to like gloss it over and make it yeah, about maybe, drugs yeah, and sick that and it. stuff.
4: Yeah, that's what that was. I think Dutiful sort of revealed that he was witted when they were talking about the dragon though, and that was what Fitz was concerned Yeah, he did. About. Oh, okay. I must be mixing it up with that.
2: But also, I feel like if Peter is like poisoning him on purpose, he knows he's skilled, right? It so doesn't was, that, matter. That, that horse is out of the barn. Yeah. Uh, but did you die? Important events and predictions about what's coming up. Well, Ashley, since you read ahead, what
0: you? I can't. You have any well, questions? I mean, honestly, the next chapter did not give me any big signs of like the stuff that I've been stewing on, as far as. Mm-hmm. Narcesca and her relationship place? with the woman slash lady and like what her rationale is, like why what's her motivation for doing all of this and that kind of stuff. Um I didn't get quite into that. So I don't know. T B D Read and find out. It's the tattoos uh, that what keep made throwing you throwing me off. But
2: I think I'm just You think that there has to be a reason beyond what you've already been told. For the
0: tattoos yeah i don't know well, didn't go i'm way, not yes. remembering something
2: yeah <laughs> fine uh what made you cry for me it was when thick told fitz that he loved him and he was sorry yeah that was me. really
1: sweet yeah. it didn't make me cry, he said
2: does, he said something really nice about how like what it woke the wolf be, and then he could like if he had a tail he would you know like he could see like night eyes like wagging his tail and being like we are pack
4: well, I'm I think that in.
1: was probably like the most Genuinely sweet thing That's happened in any of these books It was like Just so honest Yeah Which we don't get a lot of with Fitz
2: Well it's weird because there are people People are honest with Fitz all the time But he doesn't He doesn't trust them does. Yeah But he held hands with the fool <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He he's he's come a long way, I think, with in terms of like his own his own actions surrounding the fool. Where he's like, I'm going to sleep in the tent. I don't care what people think. I'm going to. This is my friend. I'm going to defend him. We're gonna and I did like that he said,
4: you know, I when Shade wanted him to, you know, manipulate him, he was like, you know, like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I would never do that to him, even if I don't fully buy into all of the white profit stuff like i i wouldn't i wouldn't try and sabotage him
5: mm-hmm.
4: which i liked
2: uh fashions from the out islands we've got more hats <laughs> uh we actually have more descriptions of stuff that the fool brought from Bing town <laughs> uh we've got we got
4: the elderling robe
2: elderling robes yeah the sides of the tent, which are made of like some special elderly fabric, but the the designs were added later, chosen by the fool. Who gets to be the artisan that defaces thousand-year-old fabric? <laughs>
5: it's not the
0: defaced. Fool. <laughs> It's Enhanced.
5: certainly being altered.
2: <laughs> um and. Did Fitz fit
3: it, Joey? Uh, definitely. Yes. Yeah, did
2: you
0: read that chapter?
2: He got a little fitsy. <laughs> yeah, but we like it when he fits it.
0: Uh, just, you know, his assassin guard was certainly down when he started eating random food given to him by somebody <laughs> that he doesn't trust, so. <laughs> sure. He was He's like, again, the worst this he could is being fish paste. Oh no! Like brandy-soaked, like, like, treats <laughs> Brandy-soaked fish
2: cakes? Let me just <laughs> chew that up. Let me just chew that right up. Any final thoughts on this
0: section of Fool's Fate? Nope. I just need to wrap this nope. so I can start reading chapter 21. So let's get on it. <laughs> okay so <laughs> next up
2: is fool's fate we're gonna read chapters 20 through 24 and again content warnings for chapter 21 Great. for some light torture and you know it's what well, you'd it's
1: have to look for light torture so like, what just, is that waterboarding just call it torture
4: <laughs> it's torture yeah, I'd, like to to, I'd
0: like to survey the people being tortured. Like, so, how do you feel about this torture? <laughs> Light torture? Regular torture? <laughs> this is, it's,
3: it's, <laughs> it's, it's like Princess Bride. It's only on level one. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Alright,
2: this has been Bucky Radio. Here. You can email us at buckybradio at gmail and let us know if we can reach your email on air. I'm Rachel. You can find me at DarthRachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram.
4: I'm Alyssa, and if you're feeling generous, I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Alyssa Maynard. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faceless Free on Instagram, and check out the Fist in the Fool Holding Hands drawing and the Eliania Crying drawing. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) All the emotions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there will be more. I want to draw so many things, but I can't. I don't have time.
1: I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram.
0: I'm Ashley. You can find me on Instagram at Ladybird Parker.
1: And I'm Joey, and
3: you can find everyone else on their websites because they have better content than me.
0: I don't know. I haven't <laughs> posted anything on my Instagram in like two months. <laughs> I use stories, I just don't do posts. That's fair. And my stories are either about my cat trying to hog my desk chair, or me doing house projects, <laughs> which neither of which are related to this at all.
3: I just think I'm gonna post a story, but then like I'll have no content that lasts.
0: I mean, last Russell night Point my story State. was Bob or no Bob. Tell me what to do with <laughs> my hair.
5: <laughs>
0: what was decided? I voted. Yeah, all better content well, when... than me. A hundred percent of voters said I should cut my hair to a bob or a lob. See? That's right. I've had my hair that short. It's just been a couple of years. Second. Gotta lob it. The problem with me is I have a ton of thick, like, I have a ton of hair. And despite the fact that I have a very significant undercut, I run victim of the triangle bob. So my hairdresser has to really go in and, like, hack out. A solid like third of my hair to make it lay so it looks halfway decent.
3: Triangle Bob, Triangle Bob. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing.
0: <laughs> the just look like a walking Q-tip of hair. It's called the Prince Valiant. Okay, mm, it's great.
2: <laughs> All right, next up is spoiler talk. It was nice catching up with all of you the next sections are gonna be great uh, it's gonna be fine we're gonna be there for each other it's gonna be amazing i can't wait
0: i can't wait to find out how dumb i've sounded on all of my guesses <laughs>
3: <laughs> i shall be vindicated no it won't take right.
1: you very long to find nobody's out
0: nobody's gonna whip bond to that dragon i promise Ah! <laughs> uh, what a waste it's not gonna happen
2: So next up is uh, does Fitz get seduced in the next section? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, that shit is happening. All right.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was hard. Like, was <laughs> was he in the was the fool in the same room?
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah he's like to the wall. hanging on the like mantle, <laughs> watching the he's whole, like,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, the
4: whole he's thing. Yeah, he's like
1: twenty feet away, just chilling there.
4: He's chilling
2: while this lady gets that was, naked and says, that was Our rough. babies will be beautiful and you will love our babies. Ugh. Take me, Changer. You're Ugh. my catalyst now. Gross. And the fool's like, if I didn't have this gag in my mouth, I would be gagging for real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, does the pale woman have uh, the skill?
2: Yes. Yes.
4: Yes, very she much. Taught so. herself from the skill scrolls <laughs> that Regal sold them,
2: which is always funny because you'd think that, like, well, I guess this goes into her not being a true white prophet. But to me, it's like the white prophet magic is not the skill; it's not the wit; it's their prophet magic. It mm-hmm. seems unfair for them to have the skill and soothsaying.
4: <laughs> well, then you got B, who has like everything. Well, she's a nexus,
2: though, right? Like, she's almost her own catalyst. I know that it's probably... I don't know. Some people say it's perseverance, and some people say it's that horrible... (laughs) What's her name?
4: What's her name? When does she murders? Well, then wouldn't she not be her catalyst? Please
2: write in who that person is that be murders. Thank you. Uh... No, but that's the, the, the thing—is like she murdered her own catalyst. But that goes back to like Hoquin and Wild Eye, where you have like a prophet, like a prophet identifying your catalyst, but then treating their catalyst poorly, but the catalyst succeeds anyway. Which is why I, in my art, I think that V must be her own catalyst. It is possible because she, she's the one that like makes the decisions that matter. That like does things. Yeah. true Maybe. Appearance yeah which is a
1: fair bit different from being a white prophet that like hoquin who obviously thought he was in charge and could make decisions and
2: well that's the thing is like is was hoquin like a good white prophet because like okay technically you succeeded because wild eye brought back water or whatever they taught taught you how to like not over farm the desert but Mm -hmm. you didn't see those visions like you did not have the those prophecies and then enact on them you were just lucky
1: yeah he's a he was garbage prophet
2: yeah i don't know
1: but so i mean that begs the question how much how, how much acting does the white prophet even have? Or is it... Like, they're just there to watch?
2: Well, that's the argument that I... that I, That's exactly my argument against why does Prokop tell the fool you have to leave? Because you can alter things. It's like, you can't alter shit. You're not the changer.
4: Well, I think the idea is that if he's around the changer, then he might inadvertently... Like, but that's the argument up. that they just had. That's the argument that they just had. In the tent.
1: <laughs> it's the argument yeah. of every time travel movie ever too. It's right just... but
2: they they concluded, <laughs> oh well, you know what, just do what you were gonna do because that do you know that's that's the magic. You do what you think is right and
1: it's all faded anyway. who cares? <laughs> just, fucking, just fucking live your life, man.
4: I mean, I, mean all... yeah. I do think there's a certain, like, I mean, I do like the comparison to, like, Fitz and Night Eyes and saying that, you know, Night Eyes never felt able to go and, like, live his own life because he was so intertwined with you and he was always going to choose you and stay with you. And so if I stay with you, Fitz, then you're never going to go and live your own life and, you know, be with Molly and whatever and have this child that I need you to have, um, if, if, cause you're always going to choose me and obsess over me because we're so intertwined. Right. I mean,
1: so that makes sense. he had to,
4: he had to let him go and have his, his sort of night eyes moment where he got to go and live with the wolf back and then, but you I, th- know. I think that's also like an accident
2: cause it's not as if the fool had those visions. The fool doesn't know no. that that's happening. True. But I guess maybe Prokopp is the argument. Yeah.
4: It was in fact sort of what needed to happen except I don't feel like the fool needed to be tortured again because that makes me sad.
1: Ugh. Yeah.
2: What's When he gets really cold when they're like going up to see ice fire and he's like just let me die and then
4: it will be over. Fitz is <laughs> <And Vince laughs> like, like no.
2: Get up. How do you how
4: do you get up? I don't know. Can what I just do? say, like, the rest of this book is just various scenes of them like huddled sleeping together, and I'm just like, I can't handle it. <laughs> like, they sleep together by the by the dragon, and then like when after he heals him, and it's just it's just... snuggles. <laughs> it's, it's the. i was like, I can't fashion. just keep drawing them asleep together. Yes, you can. Every drawing is
1: kind of forever.
4: No, I wanted to draw. Yes, I wanted to draw the scene where they're both being like held by the guards or whatever, and the fool looks over and says, "I'm so sorry." I want to draw no hands, pale woman. Yes, no hands left for you.
2: Rubber, rubbing <laughs> her weirds, her weird little matchsticks along the along the, the hallway. Like, <laughs> Do
0: you want to kiss you?
2: You can't use it. <laughs> she's like I Honestly,
1: my he's favorite a thing is yeah. my favorite thing is like Fitz coming back from that and being like yeah I have no control I'm scared I don't know what to do and then Birch is there and he's like oh I feel okay I can, yeah. I can do it
4: too much. he's like
2: oh my god Birch is here everything's gonna be alright and it's like yes he's been he's been like he's been on his way this whole fucking time. You can't hear him screaming. The screaming's been just getting louder. <laughs> so oh, my boy.
4: My boy.
1: But then, of course, Birch wants to talk about Molly, and yeah. Fitz is like, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm out. <laughs>
4: like, we don't need to talk about this. It's fine. It's cool. You're the better man for her. It,
2: it is, like, kind of amazing that we spent this pretty much this whole trilogy kind of, like, bashing Birch a little bit. Like, he, watching him fail from afar, you know, you know, like, his family's falling apart, and uh, you know, all these things that he can't control, and then he, he gets to show up to have this, like, heroic moment, and you realize it's like, no, this guy's a badass, and, you know, like, every no one's perfect, and every, you know, every hero can be broken down into all their worst mistakes. I mean, Fitz especially. But it's just <laughs> nice that Birch gets that
4: I'm I'm yeah. glad that he gets to come back and like reunite with Fitz and and I like yeah. that Swift gets to see him and Fitz together and like that's nice too.
1: And also, like even from like this section, Swift he. He hates he hates his dad right now. Right. But Fitz is like, okay, what would Birch do in this situation? He does that and Swift immediately latches onto that and is like, Oh, hey. Yeah, that's, I will that, go do this. That is mm-hmm. that is that is something I know and he's happy about it. So I mean it's like Yeah, is there bad to him? Sure. Is I mean, but it's not all bad. There's some really well, good. It's really only the wit part.
2: Well, he gets Birch to admit, "I am a fucking hypocrite." Like, it's like, did you use the did you use the wit in the stables? And he was like, "Well, I mean, I did Ned, not write, use the wit. <laughs> I didn't not use the wit. I could hear them.
4: You're right." <laughs> like, "Were you bonded with Vixen?" It's like, "Well, sometimes it just happens. You know that, Fitz? Like, I can't control it." <laughs> <laughs> like so basically everything you told me not to do you were doing yourself cool great awesome thanks awesome awesome cool cool just (laughs) you know building the next generation also with self loathing thanks for that cool
2: and then
1: web is like uh, you're healing people with the wit in a way that no one knows how to do anymore and birch is like no fuck you i don't use the wit (laughs)
2: He's like, I just make, I just make the the pony's legs feel better. It's fine.
4: <laughs> I just like when Swift realizes that Birch is winning. He's like, what? He's
2: like, you what? goddamn bastard! <laughs> you fucking hypocrite! It's like, yeah, of course, duh. If he'd learned how to hook on, you would've known. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, so I think this next section will end on raw bread. So please think up your best raw bread jokes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> raw Wait, does that mean this this ends with Burge being dead or almost dead?
2: Uh, I think it's right before because I think it's when raw bread is like released, like when he like exits the ice, being like, "Raw, <laughs> <laughs> raw bread." <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> That's amazing. I love how kind of lame all the villains are always, like, because it's really not about that. You know, it's like, it's a great epic tale, and I'm good for it. Raw
4: bread comes, I come to conquer and kill and devour, I hunger for farmer's flesh, revenge shall be mine today, his gaze snagged on ice fire, six duchies, dragon, today you die. And the stone dragon lunged, his great jaws closing on the base of Icefire's tail. He braced his stubby legs and began to drag the black dragon down back into the pit with him.
2: No! You dug that hole! <laughs> ah, poor Icefire. It's like he's just asleep, and then he says, like, a really bad like His like alarm goes off. <laughs> it's like. Gets connected with
4: only... Fitz, and then he's like, oh my god. <laughs> All these people are there.
1: It's I haven't like... eaten in four hundred years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, just stupid. Just the occasional
2: lamb's blood like seepage with <laughs> all the kids. And
4: then Tintaglia is like, you will prepare him for me. I'm coming. Ew. <laughs> he better be out of that ice. I'm like, don't you have acid breath? Like, can't you melt the ice?
2: No. She shows up, she has the sex,
4: and she flies away. The worst part is at the wedding when they show up and they're like, we're just going to have sex in the sky <laughs> you guys get there, <laughs> And then we're going <laughs> to gorge ourselves on animal flesh. <laughs> and they everyone's going to be really disturbed.
2: <laughs> like, it's like everyone looks at the fool like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is what you wanted. This was your vision.
4: (laughs) I was like, Fitz is describing the wedding. He's like, well, we got through the vows before they showed up, so that was good. Awful. All
2: right. I'm going to end us. Happy reading. Prepare yourselves.
1: (laughs) Bye.
5: Bye. Bye. Bye.